those who are new to this program, Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here in the studio ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. He's a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine, and he's affiliated with South Dakota State University, and he is recovering from major surgery yeah. that was exactly two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I like to call it a whoopee procedure. Yeah. The what uh, procedure? It's, it's actually called the Whipple procedure. Whipple. There is not one surgical procedure that I trained in whatever you you say that really had the resonance of that word because when we trained people really didn't survive that procedure very well and i remember having a case of a patient who then gopal did a whipple on maybe 30 years ago you know and uh vinnie was an, a very aggressive surgeon he thought he could do everything and he did everything and uh he did it everywhere he did it in uh little towns in minnesota and Outreach to Flandreau, and I mean, he was everywhere. Uh, and and I remember thinking, you know, he's going to do a Whipple. He did a Whipple on this lady, and she just came out of it just very well, although I've seen some bad Whipples. Well, we're glad you had a good Whipple. I had a good Whipple. <laughs> That's good. Isn't that a neat deal? So anyway, the word Whipple really has a resonance to it. and uh, so, But I'd rather call it a whoopee procedure. Wasn't it named after the physician that kind of perfected it, Dr. Holm? Fred Whipple. Dr. Fred Whipple? Yeah. And Did uh, he have anything to do with toilet paper? I don't. He liked to squeeze <laughs> the Charmin, oh, I know. Squeeze the Charmin. That's why he gave it such yeah. a silly sound to yeah. it after uh, I don't know who the your origin of Whipple. I mean, I, really, I haven't looked, up, looked it up. I might look it up and do an essay on it one of these days. But. Okay. I must say, and I hope you'll permit me to do this, My, we all of us, Joan and I both, and my parents especially, who are in their 80s, really enjoyed the program that you did on Prairie Public TV before you had your surgery. I, mean, I, I taped please. it, and I was touched, and I think there wasn't any of us who watched it that didn't shed a tear or so. It was so incredibly genuine, and I'm just so very glad to have you sitting here across from us again like the good old days. Yeah. Well, it was... Uh, it was. It wasn't my idea to do a show on me, but uh, it was Engelbrecht's idea, and he says, "And I'm hosting it, and I'm going to do it." Okay, all right, all right. So, well, you can see the two of you had a long history of friendship, and it really came through in that program. And the reality of it, and the reality of what you were facing, was there. Yeah. It was present, yeah. and it affected everyone who watched it. Well, uh, the. Uh, friendship was proven by the fact that he had stopped me from these long tirades that I was about to go on. He, <laughs> <laughs> he cut he you off. Oh, but we're going to talk about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I right, guess we're, we're cutting back. Yeah. Uh -huh. Should I be just as friendly and cut you off now and yep, go to our go first ahead. break? Yes, All right, yes, I'll be yes, just yes. as friendly. <laughs> we are going to take a break. We're very happy to have Dr. Holm here. And, you know, he's just not going to talk about himself. Give us a call about any medical questions you might have that have come up in the past few weeks, and Dr. Holm would be so happy to address them. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening today. In the studio with me is Dr. Rick Holm, the star of the show. We're glad to oh, have yeah, you here, yeah. Dr. Holm. 
He's just been sharing his scar. With Did you say scar of the scar? show? The scar, scar of the show. Scar. Just during the break, I said, boy, you must have had a really big scar. And, of course, knowing Dr. Holm, he had to share that with Bob and I. It's a big scar. There's no two ways about it. Um, Actually, I bet Joan and Dollar before you got here that I could get get you to show us your scar. Is that right? so, it hey, wasn't uh, very tough. No, I know. It wasn't very tough. He was glad to do it. Well, he survived that surgery. He is uh, he is a survivor. There's no two ways about it. And I think you're going to do really well. Thank you. Very well. You know, uh, it, there's nothing like a supportive wife, boy, I can tell you that. Oh, through all of this, you know, Joni's been there like, you know, this, the nurse, the personal nurse. You know, and I, if I were going to look back at this and criticize, you know, the procedure and all that, you know, you can do day by day okay. This person was impersonal. This one was uh, just beginning. This one was too happy in the middle of the night. You know, <laughs> this one was, you know, too energetic. You know, please, dear Lord, you know, and, and then just do the things and get done where one will do it very efficiently and the other one would just take forever to get done all of the vital signs and get everything done so you could get back to sleep. But... Uh, and then you could say, oh, well, and then when it, the, the pain came back, it got worse, and, and they were not quick to get back on the pain medicine. And, you know, part of it is you've got to jostle them a little bit. You can't keep them co- perfectly comfortable. You need to have to cut back, cut back, cut back, cut back, and the patient finds out where they're at, you know. So I kn- what am I doing? I know exactly what he's doing. He's doing exactly what I've done a million times. You know, you can't. You just wish he wouldn't. It sh- <laughs> at the time make me more comfortable. I mean, I, day one, I had. They said, "How many? How much pain? Uh, zero on a ten scale." I said, zero. None. Well, I was amazed. There was your son put on uh, the internet a picture of you and Joni walking outside the hospital the day after surgery. That blew my mind. Yeah. I thought, leave it to Rick outside walking but you so. didn't feel the pain the first day then it started up they've they did all that lidocaine novocaine kind of long-acting stuff around the abdominal wall so that lasted for about a day and a half and the narcotic was uh in a epidural so they had an epidural patch which is you know a drip into the spinal canal but it's not the spinal canal it's just outside the canal it's it surrounds the canal with uh, narcotic and novocaine so that that was uh, getting old at about day three. They took they took the epidural off. I think on day five, and then I immediately felt better. I mean, it was like the epidural was dragging me down a little bit, but then I got worse again. So I mean, it's just you know you can't. It's an it's there's an up and down, up and a down. You can't expect it to be. Oh, I'm one day better. I'm I'm made ground, and I'm that ground is forever taken no it's battle that you take some ground you lose some ground you get a little bit better every day though that's the main thing that's the thing dr home what's the next step going to be now in the treatment do you have to have chemo or radiation or do you basically just have to heal up no so the uh they they the good news and the bad news the good news was this wasn't adenocarcinoma this was a combination called a mixed asinar neuroendocrine tumor. So it came from two sides. It came from an exocrine and an endocrine side of the pancreas. Uh, so 
it's one in 50 cases ever reported. So the guy, you know, they, they said there right now, you know, the guy who is in pathology is rejoicing that junior resident, you know, I've got a case, I've got a case. <laughs> Something unusual. <laughs> yeah, just what you want to be is the unusual patient. Right. So, uh, and that, these are generally not these mean, aggressive, killer adenocarcinomas so much as they are um, more indolent, slow-growing, slow to respond to chemo, though, too. You know, when you have a slow-growing thing, it doesn't respond as fast to the chemo. The the long and the short of it is, he says, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing yet. This is too unusual, but, you know, we're going to take it to the best. And I've got an appointment in two weeks to see not only my surgeon, but a Mayo oncologist who is not going to give me chemo. It's going to be the guy in Sioux Falls, who get, Mark Huber, is going to give me chemo. But I'm going to see this guy and see what he says, you know. But I'm... He, my surgeon told me I can get my chemo at home like I did before. So That's there. good. So you may have more chemo to my look forward to. My prediction is I will have more chemo to look forward to. Okay. You just have to look forward to one year from now. Isn't that what they there always say? Is. A year after surgery, it's all behind you, yeah, right? Yeah, is. just get through what the about, next year. You, know, you had your hip, right? What was your least, mostly recent surgery? My most recent was my knee, and it oh, was yeah. last September, and I can't, I can't tell you how well that went. I mean, it was just amazing because I had a hip done eight years ago. seemed to be forever to heal. It drove me crazy. It just, I wanted to be better right. fast. The knee, I was warned, knees are terrible. Well, the knee was a piece of cake compared to the hip. So it's just, I think all of these surgeries, as you know, with the surgery you had, had you had it 20 years ago, your outcome would not be as good. The surgeons have improved so much in the techniques and whatever they do, it's night and day. So I'm, but again, when a year's up, you just wow, feel pretty yeah. good. So glad it's over. Glad well, I'm, I'm yeah. glad I'm this side of the you're this side of the year. And right. <laughs> the right. eight days are adding up. So you have a volunteer button on your or your. Oh, I'm going to be working at the Children's Museum right after this. We have it's called uh, field. What are they? Field trip month. They, we get average anywhere between 8 and 12 buses a day of kids on field trips. And it's just really cute. They're so cute. They're just darling to help out with. And uh, I love being able to be over there and be part of it. So the days that you don't want are the days when it rains because then you have all of those kids inside. If it's not raining, you kind of spread them out. Some inside, some outside. But well, it's a rainy a, day is tough. What a wonderful out side you have too with that new edition of the it's fantastic tell me about the willow uh creation that this man well i'm making. trying to think of his name it's it's irish is it gallagher Maga or, uh, Mag 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 patrick whatever mcgann mm, patrick patrick doherty 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 you're not irish are you Doherty, Patrick Doherty, Patrick Doherty I would be his he. name. I'm <laughs> But I'm Patrick Doherty has done these installations all over the world, and he takes about three weeks that he builds, and then he takes a week off. He's taken his week off. He's already up in Canada on his next build, or he will be next week. What he does is um, he started playing around with this artwork, I don't know how many years ago. I don't have the whole history on it, but... He likes to build outdoor installations that are inspired by things around him. So when he came to South Dakota, he looked and he thought, well, the silos and the round vision that you get 
when you're in the yard at the Children's Museum, you look back and uh, the eating area almost looks like a silo. You know, it's round like yeah. that. So we thought, well, I'll, I'll be inspired by silos, but I also know children are going to climb around in and out, so I want to make it fun for them to go in and out of little different spaces. And he started building this willow creation. Uh, it's just, it's hard to describe without going there. I thought when I heard he was coming, it was something that lasted two or three weeks. Oh, was I wrong? It is solid as a rock. They expect it to last three to five years. You know, and part of it's planted. Yes, he oh, plants it down. Stones. Sticks and stones. And he plants the original pieces down in the earth. And that way, quite often, they take root. And when they take root, the next spring, you'll see buds growing out of the installation because it's alive. And so a number of the pieces are planted into the ground it's just it's an amazing structure well we'll see what it how it I evolves too right. I mean I think over time we'll see it mature well we just might so it'll be fun to see well we've been off on a lot of topics we're going to take our next break and we'll get back right after these words hi welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio I'm so happy to have Dr. Holm back with me today it's just great to have him here in the studio two weeks after major surgery yeah. and he's Looking good, feeling good, and uh, we do have a question that came in last week, okay. and I think it's timely. It has to do with allergies. It's that time of year for allergies. Oh, boy, a lot of sneezing people. Yeah. A mother called Coughing. in about her 8-year-old son who has a lot of environmental allergies and has been, it, it, she said, so far it's been a tough season. He loves the relief of, I'm not sure what this is, it's eye drops. Is it Zatador? Do you know what that is? Yeah. I okay. think it's an antihistamine eye drop. Yeah, an eye drops. He loves the relief. The box says it can only be used two times a day. Why is it limited, and what is the risk or downside to using it three times a day? How do you spell it? I think it's Z-A-T-I-D-O-R. I'll find out a little bit more Z-A-T-I-D-O-R. She would like to use it three times a day, once before school, once when he gets home from school, and once before bed, because he's, he really, these eye drops must really do the job for him. He really feels relief with it. You're well, trying to find it on the web, huh? I've got. I am right now going to Hippocrates, and it's spelled again X. I think it's Z A T I D O Z A T T I D O. I think that's an R. I'm just. It could Z, be it, 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 Zoloft, well, Z. It Zanax. Zedia. Well, just think of an eye drop. What do you think of Zyvox? Zyvox. Maybe that's it. I'm thinking Zyvox, which is pharmacy. He's going to find the answer. He's determined, well, you know, we should no, worry about that's that. That's not it. Let's, let's go back. Uh, okay. Say it again. Spell it again. I think, I, again, it's handwritten, so I don't know. It looks like it could be Latador. How about an L? L-A-T-I. Loratadine. Maybe it's a... L-A-T-I-D-O-R. I'll tell you what. Let's what uh, let's not worry about it, but it's eye drops it's an, that are for I allergies. Not, I would not take it more often than what it's said to take. That's number one. Okay. Stick number with two, the prescription. No, okay. So let's say that you're a very allergic person right now. What would you do in a rational way that you can do over the counter without going to the doctor? And if you went to the doctor, what would the doctor say anyway? There you go. What would the uh, answer the first, be? The first thing is, is people say, well, I've... This is a histamine response, which is correct. And I need to have an antihistamine, which is correct. So I'm going to go to uh, the over-the-counter antihistamine, four-hour, helps you sleep uh, antihistamine. Uh, 
It doesn't work any better if you took it every four hours than if you took one of the 24 hours once a day. So what is the drug I'm thinking of? The, the, the well, one Benadryl puts you to sleep. Right, I right, know right. that. That's the antihistamine. That knocks you out. Right. And there's others. There's one that's You have to take Benadryl every four hours before, for, for 24 hours for it to be as effective as one 24-hour loratadine or uh, Zyrtec or Allegra. Allegra is the one I was trying to think of. So Allegra is the one that you take in the morning, and Zyrtec is the one that if you want to double up on it, you would take it at night. And you can get the generic version. It's a cheap half price. So go go get the final, the, the, uh, the yeah. Allegra, and then right next to Allegra is the, what, phenophen. Well, something that you can just read on Allegra what it contains, and then you can find Go right next door to it, and there is the generic right. Allegra. Okay. I'd start with Allegra in the morning, and if you need more, I'd go Allegra in the morning and, and uh, Zyrtec at night. I would also go with the uh, nasal spray, okay. nasal court, which is also over-the-counter. And sometimes when a person is very allergic and sick, you know, you hit them f- with all three. You give them a little time. They get a little bit better. You taper off of one. Give it time. Taper off the other and leave you on. Leave you on the Allegra. That that would be my. I've never heard you talk about eye drops before for allergies, and this mother is using eye drops for her son for allergies. The That's steroid nasal spray works better, actually. So they'd be better off. This is an antihistamine eye drop. It's kind of spinny. Okay. All right. So she might be better off. She talked to her doctor and said, what if we switch to the nasal spray, see if that works better. Or maybe. stay on that. Can I add the nasal spray and morning Allegra and see if the doctor s- says yes? Right. And is that overkill? Well, if he's really suffering and he needs more of that eye drop, then maybe more of the uh, add the others rather than increase that eye drop. Okay. Well, I hope that that helps her with the decision. But that eye drop threw me. I've not heard of that before for allergies. Oh, good question. Allergies. I'll see if I can, or she could call back the studio and, okay. and leave the correct Yeah, it spelling. might be an L. I can't tell if it's an L or a Z. You can see that writing. It's just hard to tell. Yeah. Well, we yes. have another question that came in. It had to do with soy. Uh, I've heard there are dangers to eating soy. I've never heard of that. And it has a similar impact on young girls as taking estrogen. Can it can put a woman's hormones out of balance? Is there any truth to this, or any medical concerns related to consuming foods with soy? Um, I think there is indeed a little. Indeed, little. Not a lot. soy has an estrogen effect. Oh, it does, huh? And so, some of the alternative estrogen supplement, you know, replacement, you know, not pregnant Mary's urine extraction, but soy extraction. Uh, people have said that's a better deal, more natural, quote unquote. I don't know. It, mare's urine is pretty natural as is <laughs> soy. But my answer is, you know, generally it doesn't matter uh, what the source is. There's very expensive estrogens and there's inexpensive estrogens and there's a variety of different bl- uh, different kinds. I would go with the kinds that are manufactured and are exact and are delivered in an exact amount. Uh, that you can prove has this exact amount in it. Uh, and the less is better because you don't want to be over- overwhelming your body with that amount. You need to have someone who's schooled in estrogen levels and estrogen 
supplement and when it's right, when it's not. If you look at the risk of estrogen, people taking pregnant mare's urine for many years, they have found that it increases your chance of a certain kind of cancer from 18 per 10,000 to 26 per 10,000 or something like that. Well, that in a statistician's mind is probably significant. But, uh, you know, if you look at it in uh, real life matters, it's like, come on. It's, <laughs> it's too, not that big of a it's number. It's not that big of a deal. You know, you take a risk walking across the street every day that's probably bigger than that. So, I mean, there are risks that we take in life, and you balance them all with the, the, the people who are trying to manipulate you to do healthy lifestyle or buy their pill, or I'm not sure what they're trying to manipulate, but people do that. And I, my whole philosophy is that, you know, natural is pretty good. Eating good food, soy is good food. Uh, my personal b deal is I don't think there's a lot of risk of taking excessive soy or even taking estrogen. But estrogen does have a, I mean, soy does have an estrogen effect. It does. I'm curious to know, I don't use, go out of my way to buy soy for anything. People are buying soy for a health product. What is it supposedly, you know what they push for soy? Why people take it? Don't I, know. Uh, you know, I believe in uh, nature-made supplements if you're going to pick supplements because they at least prove that it's 90% their product that they say they have in it and that's a brand it's name USP, nature made. in other words they've gone through a regulatory system that they have agreed to they are not required by the government but they've done it and they advertise this but this is right they have gone through the the uh, screening enough to say we give you uh, vitamin B12, when you're buying vitamin B12, you're getting at least 90% vitamin B12 or up to 110% B12. You're in that ran range. Um, whereas others can't. So first of all, if I'm going to do a supplement, I'm going to do Nature Made. The second is, I believe in, excuse me, I believe in the supplement of B12, of vitamin D, and I believe in the baby aspirin. I, I really don't know that we need a lot more than that. I mean, I am, uh, I'll be honest with you, I am taking a, um, a, uh, some medication? Herbal, herbal supplement oh, an that herbal has, supplement. Uh, you know, uh, your, your mother nature uh, uh, parts to it. The, uh, what is the, the name of the stuff now? Uh, but anyway, it's, It'll come to it's a, um, you get it in yogurt, uh, it's oh, um, prebiotic. Probi probiotic. Probiotic. You're taking a probiotic. Is that because what you said? Because I just messed my whole GI tract system. And, uh, and the probiotic and would make a big difference for I that, wouldn't it? I had antibiotics till they, they, who laid the rail? And uh, I thought, I, I called them on it after day five. They kept giving me antibiotics. And I said, why are you giving me more than five days of antibiotics, which is what you were going to do as a post-operative protective plan. He says, we found an infection within your biliary tract. So there it is. That's why. So I got 10 full days of, you know, wipe out your whole normal biome, uh, or biota is what they call it, or it's, it's, uh, it's your normal flora. So uh, I need a new normal flora. So and I the probiotic will help yep. enhance your 
So I'm Flora. taking that, and it's called acidophilus. So that's what I'm doing. I don't know about soy supplement. I don't know why anybody would do that. I, I don't mean, either. You know, yeah. I think they're doing some of that in a way to say well, this is an estrogen supplement that's not an estrogen supplement and doesn't carry its risk because it's natural, which is baloney. I mean, you know, it's just what it is. So don't worry about soy. All right, don't we're going to take, take our final, <coughs> yeah. final break, and we'll be back right after these words. Hey, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're running out of time. I'm so happy to have Dr. Holm back with me today. Uh, tomorrow night's on-call TV program has been pre-recorded, I believe, and you're going to have Dr. Deb Johnston yeah. and talking about being hospitalized for psychiatric issues. Right. Our guest is Matthew Stanley, who's with the Avera Medical Group in right. Sioux Falls. Should be a good program. We recorded those programs. We did one last week on cardiology with... Um, uh, with my one of our junior prairie docs in our community, we've got four backups for me. You yes, know. you do, and uh, they're great. And Dr. Uh, or Kelly took uh, on Mike Hibbard, and uh, Hibbard was great. So it was a heart show. Next uh, next uh, show coming up is going to be Deb Johnston and Matt Stanley, and. Uh, you know, so they filled in last January when I was sailing in the British Virgin Islands, recovering from chemo, and so about to start radiation. I thought that was an appropriate. Time. Well, I watched Kelly's show last week. It was excellent. It was, it was really it? good. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's, she's just superb. a great gal. Yeah. Well, you know, Doctor Home, we want you back next week. So go home, get some rest, and we hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc program. And we'll be listening again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Thanks, Rick, for all that you have done and for being back here with us, and we're just glad to have you on the air. Well, I'm glad to be on the air, and I, Zadator is what Joni said. Zadator. Oh, she found the, the, the eye right. drop with Zadator. It was a Z. Yeah, Zadator. So we'll okay. look it up, and we'll get back to you. Okay. So.